1: The suppression of the use of marijuana and of the forces lurking
0: behind it are the most important jobs this department is now engaged. In 1930, the records on marijuana in the Washington office, the Narcotics Division, scarcely filled a small folder like this. Today, they fill cabinets.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Coloradians, and everyone that's smart enough to listen from the outside. It's one of the most amazing plants we've ever discovered. The pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a cup. Wheaties! I got Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Stoned Appetite with your hosts, as always, Kate Wilson and
2: Christopher Byers. What's up, Bitch The weather...
1: We got some cool stuff that we did last week. We want to report back on some new restaurants we tried, some great restaurants that are regularly in the rotation, and some really cool shit that's coming down the pike that you need to know about this week in the Denver and Colorado scene, whatever you want to call it. But before we get into all that, let me do two quick ad reads. It won't take long because I got them. In the First was our friends over at Standing Akimbo. You probably saw it in the newsletter. If you're not a member, I definitely recommend signing up at stonedappetite.com. But Standing Akimbo has mega drops this week. We're talking folks from Bloom, Letha, I mean, it's the preferred place to buy all of your cannabis. I you can't have your MedCard. We did a MedCard giveaway last week, but even if you did not win that, it's very easy to go ahead and get those online. And then after that, you're just cooking with grease. We're talking cheaper cartridges, cheaper edibles, higher dosages. You can order online through Weedmaps or the Standing Akimbo website, but it is quite literally saving me thousands of fucking dollars every month. Um, I usually pop tough and eat edibles every day, today more so than the others, just because of my hangover, but Steaming Akimbo has been there for us, and they want to be there for you as well, so if you have questions about getting your med card, how to go about that process, shoot us a DM, shoot me an email, I'll be happy to answer it. I don't think there's that many people that are shooting those emails, so I can handle every single last one of them. I'll get back to you in a timely fashion. Speaking of timely fashion, you only have five days left, motherfuckers, because Batch Extract's parent company, Bud and Mary, the company that's just recently come on the scene here in Denver, Colorado, is giving away $2,500. There's 200 plus locations where you can find the beloved Batch uh, cartridges. They have SKUs across the whole, I guess, gamut. There's something for everyone in terms of the cartridges, in terms of their edibles or their dissolvables. They also have tinctures and I guess, balms. And then they've also got flour in the game as well. So, Bread and Mary's, they're giving away $2,500 to just one person. You don't even have to buy their products. All you have to do is go into one of those locations where they sell batch and the other products in their and Mary's family and scan the QR code. But it goes until the 15th, so this is your last week if you're listening to this. Just swing through the local dispensary. If you don't know where they may sell batch, you can go to batchextracts.com or go to Maps and type it in and see the closest location to you. I will recommend thoroughly giving it a try. I think you'll like the approach. It's a it's a delicious buzz. It strokes like a Christopher Reeves, as we like to say. It's a really solid pen, and we do appreciate them just giving money away in the community. So shout out to our friends that a batch and our friends at Standing Again, for this week's episode. Woo! Chris, how are you
2: today, I'm doing great. You know, the fall weather's peaking. We're having those bright 70 days. And I mean we're coming off a good weekend of fun-filled activities and good
1: food. Yeah, it's soup season for sure. It's not necessarily chilly season where you can get a little frost where it's cold during the day, and you can rely on that second day of chill behind it so you can enjoy the meats. But it's soup season, which means it's brisk. It's weathers at night. It's a nice, you can leave the window cracked and sleep and wake up with a little bit of a, a brisk air in the house. I love it. It's also a great time to be gambling, sitting on patios, leaf people There's something for fucking everybody. Autumn in Colorado is wonderful, so we're pretty fired up about it. There's some news around the city that we're going to dive into. But before we do that, Chris, give me the weekend recap. Did you do eat any of that shit? Anything cool
2: that the listeners didn't know about? Yeah, like I said last week in our episode, the GABF outside events were popping off. We visited Hops and Pie, tasted some of those fucking stellar tap list items. And then Friday, we went to that Outer Range event at the Banshee House. So was that pretty cool? Was it that they turn out? What, what, what do you see when you go to these things? I mean, that one, that one I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'd never been to the Banshee House. Um, it's a cool event space now. Um, so we walked in there and they had that, uh, group from Mexico who does gin. Um, so you could taste some of that gin made in Mexico, which was actually really cool. Um, and then they just had a few of their cans and some of their beers that they were entering into GABF there. So it was kind of like just come as you go, um, you know, kind of thing. So there were people coming in, coming out, people were chilling. Um, it was very casual, but it was fun. And then, after we got a slight buzz from a couple beers and a little bit of the gin tasting, we decided to try our luck at just walking into some restaurants in the area. So, we walked to Hop Alley first, because it was around 6 o'clock. We figured, oh, you know, they usually have walk-in space at their bar. So, we walk in there, but apparently they had a list of walk-ins, so that was going to be about a two-hour wait. So we are like, ah, eh, fuck it. All right, we're going to go somewhere else. So we ventured on down to the source, walked up to Softa. They were like, actually, we got two spots at the bar for you. So that was the end of our search. And I haven't been to Softa in quite some time. Uh, I so wrong, really. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get like a main entree. We went full on dips. We've got, we got the lamb ragu hummus, which is fucking so damn good. So good. We got that. We got the, yeah, we got the Muhamara kind of dip. It's like kind of like a tomato-based dip. Um, And then we had this charred cabbage dish that was fucking super damn good. It was served like over labna, like the kind of yogurt dip. Um, But, yeah, and, I mean, we were stuffed. We had two cocktails. We were good. Yeah, and, that, and the great thing about Soft is that bar is freaking huge, so if you're ever like, thinking like, ah oh, man, we forgot to make a reservation somewhere, give that place a shot to walk into, and I think you'll be surprised. That's a good call, and it's not necessarily the every default, but there's so much
1: going on over there that, you know, I wouldn't have thought to begin.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Well, I mean, I believe it. I was a little bit busy this weekend. Sorry, I was fucking
1: working on a Friday. I went down to public all uh, over. All of our suspensions and jokes in the
2: past are correct. Um, they are? Yeah, it's a fun town, but it's an interesting town. There was a guy that sprayed himself in the face with his girlfriend's pepper spray. On accident? What's their stance on green, red, chili down there? Are they staunch greens? So oh, that, it, like, yeah, you awesome. can, Yeah, you can appreciate it. Yes, I'm starting to appreciate it. And that dirty, water that you can get, or water from what, like, San Tiago's and stuff, what can those be with that? But <laughs> trying to get my sticker nice, one and frame to it. That shit I'm is gross from San Tiago's, not going to lie. It's
1: just so running. I'm sure someone's like, this is blasphemous. they have been in business for
2: 22 years. Yeah, we'll thicken the sauce up, bro. Green chili's not hot sauce. It shouldn't be super runny, in my opinion.
1: So holy it was
2: that's one of those places that's on my list for a big date, date night because it is, it is uh, pricey. a little tug? With that
1: will get you late, but I that. Nice.
2: of the hat to eat, Denver. Yeah,
1: and then also, I think I re- re- broke
2: my hand. Um My hand is already full of metal from an injury back in college. I did something to it, and
1: now I lost feeling of my health. So, it it I mean, happens to athletes. athletes. Yeah, I think Tiger Woods had something very similar happened to him like that.
2: So, yeah, Russell like- Wilson might have the same thing going on because he's playing terrible. I no, I mean besides that just being a bad beat, um, I don't know what else to say. Maybe I should keep those. Maybe I should keep those things to myself until after the game is finished. It happens to the best of us. The trick is staying in there, going back to the table. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a complete degenerate. And so we're back on
1: the hunt, we're back on the hunt for winners this week. If you have them, send them to us. Thanks to our friends over at MGA and the Barstool Sportsbook. Pretty much I'm playing my high sports, which is the mile I Company. Because those assholes got me like thinking I can win anything with any good knowledge. And it turns out I can have a very humbling experience every Sunday,
2: every fucking We've got some knowledge that will make everybody a winner this Wednesday. And what's that, Chris? That's our movie night. Trial by fire, but either way, you're going to have a tasty beverage and some tasty bites before we head to the movie.
1: Mather's favorite dish, Merlin
2: Verde's lobster corndog, will be on the fucking menu. The lobster corndog? We've lobster been bird. searching for this thing since we had him back on the, on the podcast like four years ago. It's going to be epic.
1: So, if y'all have ever been to Love, Louza, um that's how Merlin met um, a litany these rock stars by uh, cooking for the artists of the Chicago Big Ass M- uh, Music so apparently Marshall Matters is not a crustacean eater or eater of shelled fish until Merlin got a hold of a fucking lobster and turned it into a corn dog and just, like, fucked him up with some truth. Changed his whole perspective on seafood. It's wonderful. And we are going to have that on our fucking video at our Halloween party. It's going to be a kick-ass
2: event. Uh, I'm half. Yeah, I'm full <laughs> I, mean, I need to see this thing in in real life before I can really. Yeah. Yeah. So we
1: have that going on this <laughs> week, but that it doesn't stop there. What else we have on the weekend? Weeks back, at Chris. Uh.
2: Yeah, I'm, we're working on a couple other things. We uh, we're trying to maybe see if I can talk to Penelope and Faux King Rapidos to see kind of what's going on with their transition. And you know, I, we notice that their uh, that Faux King Rapidos is doing kind of like a chili crunch fundraiser. So we want to dive into uh, where they are in the process and see what's going on as we morph from the food truck to the brick-and-mortar world. Hey, I love it. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. You
1: know, we have a dinner with Long coming out. Yes. We'll see if we can get
2: them on, uh, have them not only on the park, but also on, on the block. That's yeah, right. yeah, and there's a couple other food trucks I'm starting to add to see if I can get on there. But, uh, you know, this week I got a lot going on. I got some family coming into town, my sister, so trying to prepare for a few things. uh, She's getting in Thursday for an interview, so maybe she might become the latest uh, Colorado transplant. But um, let's see, Friday we're going to go to Brasserie Brixton because that's a fun place to go. And my thinking is we're going to knock two birds with one stone. We're going to hit up Yacht Club afterwards because everybody who comes to town needs to go out for a drink at Yacht Club. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then Saturday thinking about maybe taking her up to the high country. She hasn't been up in the mountains. Yeah, maybe get up there around the Breckenridge, Dillon, all that that area. Maybe do a little hike and then follow that up with some beers. Because what else do you do? Yes. She she's a big Bama fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you are. Um, and maybe Sunday, just maybe we might try to hit up El Borrego Negro. Yeah. I was
1: La In mornings, walk-up um, the where he does a pop-up at a farm and he sells from 9 a. until so You can find it on his page. I know more information. But it's a
2: of the ass with it. it. sells out about an hour every week. So yeah. There, Most F. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to do something similar. I hear you, and I'm disappointed I'm not going to be able to attend, but Thursday night, the friend's birthday dinner is going to be spectacular. Yep,
1: so you were talking about Brixton and Greg Miller, but I was bringing up some fun for like a fucking big ass dinner, big group sesh. If you don't want to know what it's just delightful food. It's been a minute since I've been over there. I was heads with a rustic, they do pasta. They have like a tartar They shoot those fucking immaculate. If I remember correctly, they just do a
2: lot of crazy cool dishes. Yeah, I noticed they they bring a little bit of Indian flavor <laughs> into Absolutely. some of the pasta dishes, which is which is cool. Yeah, I mean, everything they touch really goes, I and mean, they dominate
1: everybody. If you have sealant, you know. Yes, their patrons or entertainment, or something approachable for every aspect of it. They can take care of you know. And it's that been in there. So in there and a minute since i so
2: and Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it.
1: Well, that's not all that's going on this weekend, Chris. There's a lot of other stuff going on. So, before we even got an orchestra interview of the day, we're going to do all of that. Um, farmers markets still going strong. City Park, Cherry Creek.
2: Uh, and, boulder, still the month. and Highlands. And the Highlands on
1: Sundays. So that's a good one. I um, the best that people are talking about. Can talk about bombs, well, folks, you
2: can get it at the Dude, we've been getting it. But now they, I mean, they have their uh, location opened over there by Uchi. Okay, so
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Former, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know that they don't have enough to We don't break news on this podcast. We just make sure we just yeah, and I'm not going to lie. That bread fucking slaps. Yeah, it's fucking very, very, very good. Well, you podcast, know
1: but those two
2: very, very warm. It's got a fucking smoky flavor. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking good. Yeah, it is really good. So we've seen the farmer markets
1: coming to town, Chris. And there's also a lot of great... up at the Paramount this weekend. There's also so far sounds, both downtown and Rida. So similar to how we do pop-up, pop-up canvas dinners, they do pop-up concerts in secret locations around town. So you have to buy tickets and then they'll tell you where it is. So if you want to, get it And also, if you're looking for some uh, very big names, we have the French Kiwi Jam Stash so right
2: now at Mission, and our friends over Rufus the Soul at Red Rocks. So, I mean... Well, if you're lucky to get a ticket to Rufus the Soul, because what I hear on the interwebs are they're over $300 now.
1: Yeah, the secondary market is kind of preposterous, and I only have two kidneys
2: Yeah, I'm thinking combined, if you sell both kidneys, you might squeeze 100. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But then you need one of those, so... (laughs)
1: But yeah, so there's a bunch of shit going on this weekend. We have a great guest joining us at uh, second half of this, uh, Jonathan from Starbucks Jamaica. Yeah, that's right. We're talking fish from the islands in the Caribbean. It's going to be wild. Uh, We're going we to talk about all sorts of, uh, I guess, industry things, talk a little bit about flour, talk about food, talk about the same here, talk
2: about the same there. So you'll all enjoy it. I hope you'll all have and we forgot big national news, Biden pardoning marijuana.
1: Well, he did it for the federal side, Chris. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of folks are quick to point out that not a lot of people are sitting in you know, jail for simple federal cannabis possessions. Unless you're in like the fucking, like, I don't know, trying to cross the border or maybe it's a little too much to in a national forest. Um, so those will be exposed to important, but what he did do is he's starting to kind of get the ball rolling on to reclassifying and rescheduling. Right. So Technically he probably could have gone a little more or a little further because we knew Biden should is not necessarily the biggest cannabis fan. Like, he even fired White Houseers who admitted to smoking pot. And he even mentioned that it's not really his jam. Like, he wasn't going to legalize it. But at least he's recognizing that it shouldn't be scheduled even more stringently in terms of research and punishment.
2: Yeah, I think that's the main point of it. Good well, well, well done on your synopsis there.
1: Yeah, I watched my favorite on uh, your, your girl, Rachel Maddow's channel or whatever, MSNBC. Killing it. Yeah, I'm sure that's the term. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, we all kind of see the writing on the walls that we're getting closer. Hopefully we don't get our social media and our company taken away before then, but it's too early to tell, Chris.
2: Yeah, we've sustained this far. Yeah, we have. And of so our listeners. So hopefully you enjoyed the rundown <laughs> from, the, from last weekend.
1: Uh, places we ate, places we recommend. Go check out Bodega on 38. We did a place about on social media. Solid sandwiches. We hope everybody has a great weekend this weekend. Go you know, head up a farmer's market for some local restaurants. And uh, don't forget, that just giving away all that fucking money. Get it. Get rich. Cheers. Alright, now it's our interview of the week, presented by our friends over at Cali's campus. It's usually standing a Kimbo, but we love all the dispensaries. And today we're actually talking about a dispensary itself. We're sitting now with Jonathan Harris, the proprietor and CEO of Starbuzz Jamaica. Um, from what he says is the best Jamaican food in Denver, we're coming to y'all from Penthouse Caribbean Eats on the corner of the 16th Street Mall and Champo. So from here, we're on the second floor. Raised up off of 16th Street. little like that liquor store. But we're literally catty corner too. I can see like the little India, the mermaid bakery, things of that nature. And we're dining well. We're sipping on some delicious cocktails.
0: Yeah, man, yeah, man.
1: And we're going to have an island vibe. So we're fired up and we want to thank our sponsors for joining us. But I want to thank Jonathan especially for not only taking time out of his day, but also putting us on some day Jonathan, thank you and welcome,
0: brother. Yeah, man. Blessings, man. Welcome. Thanks for having me, man.
1: Okay, so we usually start all of our interviews the same way, but I feel like that would be a little bit redundant to ask. Are you from Colorado, or are you a transplant to Colorado? But (laughs) tell everybody a little bit about. You're here for a short while, business, hang out with the
0: family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How? What brought you to Colorado
1: this trip, and for the first time?
0: Um, I guess so. The first time I come to to came to Colorado was about 2016. Okay. 2008, in late two thousand and sixteen. So to give a backstory, um Yeah, tell yeah, yeah, yeah. where
1: you're from and since you're not from
0: Denver Colorado. Right, 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 right. So I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Um you know lived there all my life. So what happened prior up to two thousand and sixteen, I actually like had a dis have a have a dis this degenerative this disease. Okay right yeah so that's actually one of the reasons why like i got into the cannabis industry from the get-go so what happened is that i was i explained to us i played water polo you know and what happened is that i literally got this disease and i was on 13 pills a day it was horrible different muscle relaxations different kind of pills and i felt like a zombie walking around and my girl told me about cbds like she went to see you. she lived in colorado family from colorado so she told me about have CBD. She's like, you know, you know, see the CBD in Colorado. And this is Jamaica. This is, pre- like, pre- like before legalization of cannabis, this was like if police see you with a spliff, police see you with a joint, they're going to literally like lock, try to lock you up and intimidate you. And it's, you know, it's it's crazy. So... About that, you know? Yeah, this is Jamaica. Okay. Yeah. So I
1: think the conception, I guess, or the thought process, and I've never been
0: to Jamaica. So right. Well,
1: I've had food of that version. Right, right.
0: You and Chef Taj,
1: who has been on this podcast as right, well, right, right. have kind of shown a little bit more light as to it. But everyone thinks Bob Marley, you know, like yeah, Mohegan Bay. Sandals Resorts bullshit like that. No man. But in real life, they'll just
0: bust your ass right then and there. No man. So the only place I think I can think of in Jamaica that's kind of free like that would be like Negril, like on the White Sand Beach, on the Seven Mile Beach. That's the only place you can really like get cannabis freely without any kind of hassle. But anywhere else, just man, on this one. If police see you with weed, if police sees you with a joint, the poly over and you have weed in your car, you're going to either get that car impounded, you're going to So it seems like the world has kind of turned, or turned there too, so you'll have medicinal cannabis down in Jamaica, huh? Yeah, man, so cannabis went, oh, yeah, man, so cannabis, I believe, decriminalized in Jamaica in 2017, in late 2017. Um, but in 2016, as I said, I went up to Colorado, you know, saw the CBD, fell in love with the CBD. It, you know, it didn't obviously solve my problem. But it helped on the pain management. I wasn't taking 13 pills. I was feeling like a zombie. So, as a matter of fact, what started that is that I started a CBD company. And when I walked into my first dispensary as well, I said to myself, "Yo, every Jamaican has to have this access." Like, I mean, as a cannabis consumer, it is hard in Jamaica before you know dispensaries are available to get good quality cannabis consistently. So, when I walked into the first dispensary in Colorado, I was like, yo, I need to bring this to Jamaica. Like, every Jamaican needs to be, have access to cannabis. Either it's medicinally for CBD, which I have personal use for, because of my, you know, medicinal problem. And recreational, as well I burn weed, I mean, I smoke herb, you know, so, so as well for recreational purposes, people need to have access to herb. So, that was, you know, that was the beginning.
1: So, I guess I love that Colorado kind of has that tie in to you. But before we get into that, Nate, let's learn a little bit about a young John. What did you do growing up? Because obviously, I come from Mississippi. I didn't have any Jamaican friends until I met Taj. No, no,
0: no, no, and no, that's right, right, right. But, like, what was
1: life growing up? He kind of had a live music background with his family, and so he got to travel a little bit and try foods and things. What was it like for you?
0: I guess for me, sports, right, yeah, the right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, I was about to say, so like, that was really my, my life really growing up was, I was really deep into sports, in terms of the swimming and water polo, really majority of my life was at the pool at national stadium, um, you know, I, for the, I made a national team, but honestly, swimming became boring for me. You know, like swimming up and down, literally, you know, day after day. It's just, it, it never had any, it felt like I had no purpose, really, except for looking forward to swimming. So, you know, one day. No worries. No worries, no worries, no worries. I didn't realize you didn't have any. No, my no worries. No Respect, no 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, great people up here at the same
1: house. Yeah, man. We're drinking wine from a pineapple. I've been harping on it. So, yeah, you spent a lot of the time good trooping in the pool, playing a bunch of national team sports. Was it a like, I didn't think like, there was an Olympic development program. They like called it OEP. Okay. So you would like try to see if you'd be worthy. I was obviously not worthy.
0: <laughs> Here I am smoking pot eating big food. For right, right, but, right, 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 but, like, what was that
1: like? Were you just like, it was everyday, like travel teams, like you're always going to meet some shit, and then you fell. That wasn't what you wanted to do growing up. How did you make that shift in the, the paint
0: management of getting injured at water polo? What made the shift in the, the life from going from party in the pool to party in, in Oh well oh well well that's different. Oh well 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 into the I stopped playing water polo probably about two thousand and probably like fourteen and started to deal with the paint management. So at that time, I mean, obviously, you know, I have an entrepreneurial spirit from I was a little young boy. And um, the first company I started was Crank Roos Tonic Wine, which was, you know, 2013, which was a competitor to the monopoly in Jamaica called, um, called what do you call it again? Um, what do you call it again? Russ, what do you call again? Magnum, right. Magnum Tonic Wine. Right. That was the, our competitor back in the day, right? So that was, uh, it was an uh, organic um, competitor to Magnum Tonic Wine, which is full of alcohol. And, you know, it was the first business that started and then, you know, got into uh, lighting as well, into LED lighting, which we started to, at that time, um, you know, Jamaica passed a law for green space so we could actually import, you know, LED technology without paying any duty taxes. So we started to import LED technology, you know, smart home technology. started to outfit you know, the out United of construction. And after that, I mean, that was practically, you know, where I was before get, coming to Colorado. And, you know, learning about CBD, learning about the cannabis industry. And at that time, exactly, um, Jamaica. I got word that Jamaica was going to get legal for you know, medicinal weed. So, you know, met up with Starboards. And here we are, a couple of years later, of the only Delhi style dispensary on the island. You know, one location in Kingston, one in the North Coast coming. You know, it's been a hell of a journey. Um, you know, there's a lot more that came into the equation over the years opening COVID. You know, COVID in Jamaica was horrible. You know, tourism is our biggest you know, asset to our GDP. And we lost it. And we lost it for about two years. And it was a really bad time, and there was no nothing in place for the government. Yeah, you guys got similar checks. We got lockdowns and curfews. That's all we got. It was horrible. You know, sometimes you had to go home at eight o'clock, six o'clock. Sometimes you couldn't leave your house. So not just us as the cannabis industry suffered, but a lot of people suffered. A lot of businesses closed. It's a bad time, you know. And so now we're kind of rebounding. Um, we're looking at Q1 near the Q2 um, tourism is getting back on track so you know um, it's just now the government to really make the the right moves to get us where we need to get you know so
1: so let me ask you a quick question was, can- was the cannabis I guess industry available to folks during the shutdown like we deemed it essential here because it's medicinal. this, one, it's this
0: later. so was it on that same or first off that's part one yeah man so um we started Medicinal from oh, 2017 and we're selling Medicinal right now. Um, so how it is in Jamaica, unfortunately, is that Jamaica is a big place for, you know, as you would say, you know, big place for, you know a big place for, you a big place for ganja. So the thing about it is that people can illegally, you know, could buy, you know, very little could buy her off the street, wherever they want. So now to tell a person that you have to get a medical card to speak to a doctor to pay, to pay money. And then the thing about it is that Okay, the first time isn't bad. But the other dispensaries in Jamaica are taking adv- advantage of the ignorance of Jamaicans. So Jamaicans don't know that literally it's a doctor's note. Here's to in America in Colorado you guys have to go to like a authorized doctor, it goes through Med, it goes through the city or it goes to the States and the state authorizes your med card. No, Jamaica doesn't act like that. We as a dispensary we have to facilitate that doctor's note for the customers, for the patients. So there is no communication within the dispensaries when the and the entity that you know that has supposed to, I guess do what you guys are doing in America. So the other dispensaries are practically treating it as a membership. In America, no, you guys have a membership as if you sign over your plans, you get, some membership. Yeah, you you get, get right. a membership, you get right. Now, what in Jamaica what the deal is that it's a doctor's note. You get your doctor's not able to buy the dispensary, and that's what quoted as a membership. So in the Jamaican mind, you're thinking that you only can buy from the dispensary. And then when you want to track different dispensaries, you have to always get a note. Because these other dispensaries don't give you back your doctor's note. They hold on to it, unfortunately. So i it's
1: like walking around with like a license. You just walk around with like a permit that says, hey, I can buy weed from legally.
0: Just like in America But they, they don't realize
1: that you can biff and bob from different walls. Right. Damn. And so, and obviously, it's a little bit different of a system there. But like cannabis, it was one of those businesses that really flourished during COVID in our at least community because, you know, we had different regimens set up. Obviously, you mentioned the stipends right. that were in place from the government, but also the working home may have been a little bit more eased because we don't have. I mean, there was a tourist industry that was affected, but predominantly, you know, your. Biggest aggregate or to GDP is in fact tourism. Right. Was cannabis there to, to kind of help, like either create jobs or was it in? The, were y'all kind of in the same shithole? Like,
0: fuck. Yeah, we're. A, a, I think we're all in the same shithole, honestly. We're, yeah.
1: And so, how did I guess bouncing back was it a community-driven thing or did the government like kind of help? Shit. How have we help stimulate besides waiving the duty taxes? Obviously, cannabis starting to bring in some more franchisees
0: and, you know, licenses, things of that nature. How
1: does that work down there? Um, what kind of licenses do we have
0: in Jamaica right now? So we have technically right now about 65 licenses. And that's across? Cultivation, processing, R&D, retail, and transportation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, like, we've seen a little
1: bit of an interesting dynamic with how uh, the prices and, the, you know, even... I guess the consumption in Colorado and maybe across parts of the United States has diminished, especially since COVID has gotten down. So I invited a buddy of ours, a sponsor of the podcast, and dispensary owner Charles Cromer from Cali's, who, you know, can speak more to the American side. But has Jamaica started to seem like with more, you know, I guess, entities popping up? Is it, has it become a, a society where you all work together? Is it very competitive? How's the price in the market seen there in, Colorado, or in Jamaica? As it
0: is to America. So the price right now in Jamaica for a flower pound is about on the low end about five hundred US and then in the top end is about it could be about eleven hundred dollars and it has to be, you know, really good quality. Um but right now the average is about eight fifty a pound right now.
1: So is it more of a like personal consumption, or are people out there buying packs and, like, moving a little bit doing the other anymore? way? Yeah, uh, another- all right, so the food got here, and we got interrupted, but I think I'd ask, you know, we were talking about the market in yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jamaica and the cannabis scene, because Colorado has been a little bit of fickle, and so has California. Right, okay, cool. How does the future forecast for the Jamaican cannabis, I guess, market, especially as we see tourism and things of that nature coming back?
0: So, two points. Um, I don't think I've spoke, told you about it. I just So, we're exporting. Jamaica is actually a place where you can export cannabis. So, we're actually okay. exporting to Australia and Germany right now. I believe the number reported last year, we did about, uh, about a little bit over a thousand pounds. So, we're working on the, the quality of cannabis, I believe. right? Because, you, as we know, Jamaica's brand, Brand Jamaica, is the... One of the largest brands the a country can really carry internationally. Like we have the fastest man in the world. We have Bob Marley, reggae music, and you can go to Austria, you can go to Germany, you could go to, you know, Croatia, wherever it is, and people will be singing Bob Marley. People will be wanting Jamaican culture, and these European festivals apparently like are the largest, and it's a reggae concert. So the brand Jamaica is, you know, and there's a thing I always say, you can literally can go to every country in the world and you can find a Jamaican. Uh, They say there are more Jamaicans living out of Jamaica than actually in Jamaica itself. So there's about, let's just say, 3 million Jamaicans living, there's about 3 million Jamaicans living outside of Jamaica. So we spread out. So our culture is very, you know, very large. So. Brand Jamaica when it comes on to cannabis, a lots of people want, you know, are interested, they have the interest into you know, or you know, cannabis or genetics because they, they know they know what it comes with, you know, the quality. Every single time you know it's not you're not going to disappoint. It's organically grown and as we all say it has you know, it comes with the vibes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the vibes. It comes with you know, man, <laughs> that's entrenched
1: in that brand that you yeah. just spoke of. Like, you know, we didn't have a Jamaican presence growing up, but the gentleman from the Bob Split, Bob uh, sled team. And Bob Marley yeah, and then, you know, reggae music. Like you're you're not wrong. Like that's like entrenched like and, and no, everybody knows it. Like you can't go anywhere without right, thinking right, about right, it. Right, right. so why wouldn't you play off of it? So I'd love right. to see that you are starting to do like this exporting process. What we've seen in Colorado and in America is the recent I guess resurgence of outdoor cultivation okay is that something that y'all are using
0: in Jamaica or is it greenhouse yeah. indoor what, what, what's the growth so, process like down there I'm just curious no no you're on. good no you're good no I so no man you're good man so in the, on the legal market I would say roughly seven no, about 85% of the grows are greenhouse
1: really?
0: right not automated greenhouses normal greenhouse some have lights some don't but mostly greenhouses. Um, the rest are really outdoor grows and then you'll have the probably about to my knowledge i know there's one grow at the, at the university so that was it's kind of an indoor grow kind of an automated facility and i think there's only like two other other odd two other vertically integrated dispensaries that have maybe have an indoor grow small grow i think i believe so majority is greenhouse yeah
1: so would we say like you were talking about we're focusing on growing you know better quality so that when these countries start to exercise their legal, you know, ability like Germany, right. and Australia and other yeah. countries what what are the I guess the steps that y'all are trying to ensure so that we don't end up in a situation where the black market can, you know, submarine the, the legal market where you're not, you know, spending so much to operate a grow house or something of that nature. What are y'all doing down there to not only bring up the quality but ensure, you know, keeping it in house?
0: So I, guess I think things running smoothly. No, no problem. So I think the I think the the, the base of it is really education. You know, Jamaicans, not just, you know, Jamaicans especially, um, you know, they're used to this kind of going to a herb, to a normal man on the road, buying a spliff, buying a bag. They don't know what it is, what strain it is, where it's grown, how it's grown, I have no idea. And I think that's what really, uh, you know, us as read legal in the legal industry, you know, w- you know, especially for us, is really the education. You know, getting more people to understand the cannabis, their cannabis, what they're consuming. We just ate some food. We want to know what we're putting into our body. You're not going to go on the road and buy an Advil from the side of the road from, from a random person. You're going to go to a legal to a facility to buy it. Same thing like your cannabis. You need to go to a trusted person to buy it from. I'm not, saying I'm not bashing the, the, the illegal market because this has what has um, you know, fueled the Jamaican economy back in the day as well. You know as well. So the what we want is to get these, the, 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 as you call them, legend growers, right? <laughs> the older growers to come into the industry. they have been doing, it for, been years. doing it for years, and they have the good. They have, you know, they've been growing with, they've been growing good cannabis, right? And they've been exporting it, and they've been doing their thing illegally. And and you know, I know the police have been, because in Jamaica we have an issue of the gun for, the gun for ganja trade. So in Haiti has all these illegal guns coming from America. And Jamaica's barto is, is a cannabis, unfortunately. So I know that's why there's an issue in Jamaica, why I could presume why the government... And there is a little hole on to why they want to fully free up the ganja industry in Jamaica, because that is an is issue. Because they don't want to cross over, and some of these guys are taking some of this cannabis and use it to into that trade. Because we have a high crime rate in Jamaica, and it's been really getting really bad, and it's because of its illegal guns coming to the island, because of this trade. So that is one of the reasons why... Um, the legal market come into place now where we can get persons to understand and you know it's funny speaking had a conversation and in jamaica people actually from the lower demographics want cbd they want cbd herb they want cbd spliffs joints you know why because there's a ptsd thing in jamaica a lot of these people where they come where they live they have to go through ptsd they don't want the extra extra buzz, the extra cannabis. Maybe they don't want the silver, but they don't want that high. They want the kind of more relaxation thing. A lot of people don't, and that's what I've come across in about you know, in the three years selling legal herb. I see more intake and the type of people who buy the CBD herb is actually very interesting. But there is no access to it. There's no access to good CBD on the island. This is fake CBD that's online, and it's it's, it's it, these and the people want it. And this is what we come into now, the items like, the, as I said, the CBD, the concentrates, the better quality in herb, the more education in herb, learning about terpenes, learning about, you know, if what is in the code is sativa, you know, we're moving away from that right now in the industry. But it's just the simple stuff that when you go to, when you go to, it's treating, as I said, same concept, you're buying the medication, you're buying food. You're not just going to go to a random place where somebody is doing something so it, there's no practices. you bu- Right, you're not, you know, no. No, nothing is wrong. I say we're not, and I say I'm not trying to bash the illegal market as well. Right, right, now. right.
1: And you have to shore up, as you know, like you were talking about the guns for gun trade. And obviously, you know it's apples and oranges comparing the two, but talking about how those guns are funneled out of America makes my stomach turn.
0: Yo, I don't. <laughs> fuck's sake. Yeah, it's sad.
1: But okay, so you know, it seems like we're on the up and up, not only as an industry, because you know you're. One of those folks that are leading that, you know, on the forefront in the charge. What are we excited about seeing? You know, this, I guess, ex- explosion. Yeah, of man, this? trust me. Like that's what we're
0: hoping
1: for. Trust me. 130 licenses next. Well, we
0: well, uh, well. I don't think we need to think about the amount of licenses. We don't want to be saturated. We don't want to be Oklahoma or, you know, all these other states, yeah. right? Yeah, we don't we'll want. Do we don't want to become those places, right? So the thing about it is that we have to. We need to first have. Our, we do have any genetics for ourselves. A lot of these growers are really used to bring in um, these foreign genetics that are not bred for this equator. So the first step that is is that a lot of what I've seen you now as a non-vertical, you know, as our adult growers, So I keep on waiting on new cultivators and new growers, and they've been coming along, and these guys have been growing some good quality herb. And I can tell you, it's just the guidance. That's all it is. It's all it is really and truly. You know, I saw something that said every athlete had a coach. You know, so we all need coaches in life. So these peop- these guys, these girls, they just in proper coaching. And we have the ability because Jamaican soil, Jamaican climate... Is there something about it that gives us the, one of some of the best cannabis? Because in Jamaica, so I see, and I, I live in Colorado and I smoke, for example, I smoked some green nuts recently, which is supposed to be the best herb in Colorado, right? Some of the best, whatever it is, right? And compared to, right? Compared to. <laughs> 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 sorry, yeah. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, um, supposedly, sorry, so. And in Jamaica, some of the guys that are just growing. And normal Greenos it's good flow. It's, amazing I mean, flow.
1: it's and you know, it's kinda like that thing we talked about at the beginning of the episode, which was the up until twenty seventeen, technically they could just bust your ass for it. So now, you know, getting the ability from either the state to allow, you know, like freedom to smoke it but also the freedom to grow and play with it you know and we sort to of see that in colorado and it's maturing as it grows east and across the country so it seems like it's the same kind of camp in jamaica as well no man we're
0: coming up man we where the jamaica's market is is we're in a bullish phase right now now you know as i said we went through a two-year hiatus and now we are an up-and-coming because as i said we have a brand to preserve you know we to preserve, and we don't... There's no other country in the world. You're not going... Nobody wants Trinidad weed. Nobody wants Panama weed, Puerto Rico weed. Nobody wants El, El Salvador weed. No, they want Jamaican weed.
1: You're not wrong. Okay, so I have got Charles here. He owns a dispensary here in Colorado. Are there any questions that maybe somebody from the cannabis side would like to know about how they're operating down there that I may have missed as a casual consumer? I mean,
0: the, the most interesting thing is that, your is your that uh, a lot of
1: guys brought in their genetics yeah. from other places and so they obviously don't grow well at the equator. Right. I mean, your genetics that grow well at your equator, you know, high humidity, uh, high humidity and just being in the equator, it's like, you know, it's like I'm sure so many people are like, oh, I'll bring all my genetics from California, we have a different we're really different latitude
0: Different, yeah. Here.
1: and it's not gonna grow the same. You know? So it's like the true genetics of the shrine in Jamaica are the ones are from Jamaica. bread in Jamaica, we preserved in Jamaica. I think it's going to be interesting to see if you guys as an international player in terms of exporting yeah. the Jamaican brand. That's going to be where the real play is. All it's going right. yeah. uh, yeah. to be more respected, Jamaican Arabic. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's really Reiterate what you say is like oh, both strains are things that like, you know, really pop down there that maybe folks don't realise. Like what are things that are hitting down there that are really strong? Like the Jack up here. What's what's the vibe down
0: there that uh, you know what's so funny? The unfortunately like the most popular strains in Jamaica right now, if you like as a retailer, everybody talks about cherry pie wedding cake really yeah so like genetics that were popular 10 years ago yeah. right some dispensary brought in what's it called biscotti biscotti yeah, and yeah. they were like oh we're the first in the world to have it interesting interesting right so
1: it's not like land raised strains it's not classic jamaican strains it's right. not strains from the 70s it's hype strains from california from
0: 10 years ago. because that's what the market i guess what people think yeah. that's what the market wants but like
1: See, the golden goat was that for us. We didn't actually know if it was fucking golden goat <laughs> when we were in Mississippi. The guy that just had the weed, he was like, Yeah, I got the goat, it's twenty five a gram. Right. And you're like, fuck, so <laughs> we're gonna get to you golden goat. But I can understand that, you know, like I think fucking people like Wiz Khalifa and, you know, action Bronson, I mean we are kind of trying to Follow and emulate those people, and that's like if they have a strain or something, that pops. But you mentioned those legacy growers, you know, folks that have been doing it off the books, for so many generations and years that it almost feels kind of like fashion or style that, it maybe would be cyclical and what comes back into our fashion so hopefully we can kind of see some
0: more of those true Jamaican flavors come to shine I mean there's some, so I think some other cultivators, what they've been doing, and I, I honestly hope they're actually breeding and breeding, you know, breeding, strains and not just taking these other strains and renaming it in a Jamaican name that's what I've been seeing as well too, and I'm hoping that's not the case but it's like, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was lamb's breath. Yeah, lamb's breath is definitely like, and I think Agro recently had um, gave us some lamb's breath and it was people loved it. Yeah, they loved it. So there's
1: lamb's breath. What What else is a
0: popular Jamaican strain or even like? you have Jamaican Ice. Jamaican Ice is another strain. Um, high grade kush it was yeah. a high grade it's like if you want like see the terms was like bushweed bushweed is bushweed, mints as you guys would call it yeah, yeah. and high grade is high grade and that's the name of it there so is no yeah, green, local yeah, yeah. So like you want kush yeah. and that's like in like close to indoor that's what they would consider kush yeah, high yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That's awesome. so our terms were swag and easter's nuts <laughs> <laughs> so a kind button, again, uh, it was like when there was actually like a little shape to it, so it wasn't just like compounded, like it looks like fucking just like a rock that had been in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about not only foreign influence in the cannabis scene in Jamaica, but how the Jamaican you know, brand and everything, you know, we're sitting here drinking Red Stripe and delicious white rum. But we're also eating dank foods, and I right, like the right. spice scene down there and the culinary oh,
0: scene gosh. is
1: something that we haven't really harped on yet. Yeah, Shag- man, let's talk about that for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Are doing exactly what you know. We, we talked about lamb's breath. It's in the same conversation as Caribbean jerk fried, you know, chicken. Right. And we just had some of the best, most authentic version of yeah that. Yeah, man, I right want just
0: man, that. Is it?
1: Let's talk a little bit about
0: the Jamaican cuisine and how it's starting to kind of spread its seed, pardon my pun. No, uh, as, as just as you know, the Jamaican brand and the food or and the weed has. So I mean shout out to Pentos again, honestly. His food is um, you know, whoever you know you guys listening to this podcast right now, Pentos has really good and me he's talking as a Jamaican who grow and live in Jamaica all of my life. This food right here it's about 99.5 closest to what I would get if you order in. You literally can take a flight to Jamaica if you come to Pentos, right? So the thing about it is that the Jamaican food, the spice, so Armata is out of many, out of many one people. So there are lots of back in the day after slavery, um, there was a, a lot of import of Asians, Chinese and, and Chinese Indians. So when they brought, when they came over here, they brought their food. They brought their culture. So everything is so entwined. Like, the Jamaican Chinese food is the best you ever have. Right? And now I'm learning about different places in China, different people that cook in different ways. But the Jamaican Chinese food, absolutely amazing. Jamaican Indian food, absolutely amazing. And I can believe it. Like, we had a vegan dish, which you even said. It's, it's a, a national dish. Right. Aki. Aki, yeah. Aki and selfish. So it's a national dish. And it
1: was fucking
0: wonderful. Yeah, man. It was
1: like velvet on your tongue. Think yeah. Like Almost like an, a broken omelet, but with a fruit and vegetables and then a side of long hush puppies that you can dip in to eat it. It was delightful. And then you add in, you know, the, the curried goat, we had the coconut curried shrimp, yeah, and then, you know, they have the jer- the Jamaican jerk chicken that is like it, it falls off the bone. The meat was delightful. The seasoning is perfect. But, like, you're right. And it seems that it's starting to kind of grow its, you know, lord. It started with the chicken wing or, you know, the chicken seasoning, but now, you know, the fried plantain is starting to pop up in more aspects. I love the place. The penthouse is great. How do you yeah, find
0: on it? it? So, actually, a friend of mine. Knows Antonio, the owner. He actually DJs. He actually plays here. I think on a Friday night sometimes when i have events, they book him. So he saw, actually visiting another friend in the Springs, and he was like, "Yo, there's another, there's another um place up here in, and then for that, has really good food." And then I came here, and then the rest is history
1: you're on one, and you did tell me about the place in the Springs, and I was there just a week ago, and I hate mean, I missed it. This place is delivering the heat. It's right here on the corner of Champa and the 16th Street Mall, you know where it's a double elevated building, where if you walk down, there's that liquor store, and if you walk up, well, if you walk up, there's some really fire-fucking Jamaican food. They've got the full bar for you, they can make frozen cocktails for you. If you're just looking for a reprieve or a happy hour, you definitely need to stop in. But Jonathan, I want to thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Uh, thank Uh Thanking Chef Antonio and the family over here at the Penthouse. This place is a fucking vibe, great food, and even on a the Tuesday they've had people coming and going. So you'll definitely need to come check this out if
0: you find yourself downtown. Yeah, man. I got it linked up because I remember and I remember first hearing about you from from Sharon Josh from Social Cannabis. Yeah, big up Social Cannabis as well. Yeah, man, sure. Right. Yeah, man. Really good people. Yeah, man. Big up Social. Yeah, man. So and then it's just like you know, connection. I love it. And I
1: appreciate you reaching out and bringing us some good
0: food. Yeah. Thank you for telling us a little bit more about the cannabis industry down in Jamaica. But well, we're going to get a first-hand work when we come and visit you. No, man. You have to come out there, man. Trust me.
1: Before I leave, if They want to follow you on Instagram. You know, learn a bit more about the Jamaican cannabis scene. What's your social pages or best ways to keep in contact with you?
0: So if you want to find out about what's going on in Jamaica for Starbucks so it's Starbuzz Jamaica. So it's at Starbucks jamaica and we're that's on twitter instagram i believe of snapchat and tiktok as well a bitch, okay. yo i can curse right oh yeah because they're fuck instagram honestly yeah fuck metal yeah you guys are assholes yo you guys keep on fucking up my shit that's why twitter is the best yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So let's say somebody is coming down to Jamaica. Maybe they're staying at Sandals, like Michael Scott in the office. Right. What is the cannabis scene? What are, we, what are the, the protocols? Of, should we bring our own
0: edibles, or should we... Should oh, oh, so that's the thing that we didn't speak... Oh, sorry, we didn't even have time to speak know. about. Yeah, okay. so edibles, unfortunately, are illegal in Jamaica, unfortunately. Okay. But in terms of retailers, okay. we can't sell edibles in our in our shops. The Ministry of Health. So that's another thing. The Ministry of Health is against the Cannabis license Authority. And the ministry of industry so the cannabis is broken up into like three different government agencies and they all don't agree with each other so in That's that case like uh, here. so if people are coming to jamaica um you can get weed from a dispensary uh, we're actually starting a delivery program right now so if you want it's going to up you google as everybody else would do and um, we don't really use weed maps or leafly okay. um so it would try not to buy i know a lot of the times when people go to hotels the workers try to sell them weed themselves it sucks and then the people get burnt and then they're like ah fuck we have a bunch of weed on us anyways like we're not going to buy anything else so please just like how you pre-plan your trip pre-plan your cannabis because cannabis tourism you another thing in jamaica too as well that was a part two of the export that is what we're, we're focusing on too as well bringing people to jamaica because mushrooms is actually there's i wouldn't say legal or illegal there's no legality of it right now but there are psychedelic um retreats going on on the island right now people are flying down there are canadian companies exporting mushrooms out of jamaica right now it's interesting time.
1: And, I mean, we're looking check out Starbucks Jamaica. Obviously, it's a name brand here in our backyard in Denver. But at the same time, you know, you've heard from Jonathan. If you have any questions, shoot him a DM on any of the social mediums he mentioned. Yeah. Shoot me a message. I'll put you in contact with them. because, uh, they, you know, enjoy your vacation. We do it responsibly and safe. No, of so course.
0: I right. And make- no, You don't need to carry anything to Jamaica. We have everything you need. Fuck yeah. We have everything, everything you solid. need. And your money is good because it's $150 Jamaican for one U.S. So that $100 that you might... It says $15,000 Jamaican. So good on.
1: Eighth or let's say if you're buying a cartridge. Because
0: I know I'm a cartridge Oh guy. So a car is about $3.5. So about car is about $27 for 0.5 gram. Okay. That's not a par for what we're paying
1: here. Yeah. yeah. Which means
0: this man they all kinda of do the same, yeah. Yeah. And then an eighth would be about of uh, top shelf, for eighth is roughly about three thousand seven hundred. Which is near to the 20 about twenty eight yeah, in the US. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the Exchange <laughs> rate so <laughs> let me see. <laughs> um, so it seems like, you know, it's very much accessible, and if you go through the right channels,
1: you'll get a right really products. So if you're doing the Sandals trip, getting away from your kids, leaving them at home, you know, go through these channels, check out Jonathan's spot. I can guarantee you if he's putting me on good food here, yeah, man, I he can man. put you on good food and good weed down there. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, until next week, we want to say stay high, stay hungry. Cheers.